You went to a gay bar? By accident. I was just like with my friends in Hawaii and we were drinking and they wanted to get something to eat and I wanted to keep drinking. And so I just went into the closest bar I saw. And I sat down at the bar in order to drink and the guy next to me paid for it for me. <laughs> I think you, I, like you want to go to the gay bar, but I think you want to know that you're going to the gay bar. Yeah, or else it's, con it's confusing. Yeah, yeah, when, that's, a, that's what I think the moral of the story. That you, you don't want to be surprised at the game that you're at a game bar. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. need to prepare for it, especially if you're straight. Mm hmm You got to get yourself psyched up for it. I buy it. Welcome to Under Further Review, everyone. I'm Kata. That's Mike Rose, and that's Mikey C. Woo! Gay bar aficionado. Apparently. Oh, yeah. <laughs> How's everyone doing? Where in the world are you, Mike? Denver. Denver. That's a step up. Yes. I like Denver much more than I liked Wyoming. Sorry, Wyoming. <laughs> Denver is what nice. Have you, what have you been doing? How you guys are in, you guys, I know are doing shows now, but beyond that, like, how is Denver? What are you doing? I went on a walk today, did some errands. I slept in. I did some dog veterinary work this morning. Um, now I'm doing this. The show, I don't have to be ready to go to the theater for like another, like an hour, hour 15. Um, so I've just like kind of been have bumming been around. Have you on a bus yet? Have you done the bus yet? We did one night on the bus. We haven't done so any more than like? that. Um, it definitely takes some getting used to, to say the least. Um, it's just a matter of like getting used to the movement. Now, once you're on the highway, it's just like a humming, you know, like you didn't, you're not moving much, but like when you're like doing turns and stuff, it's like, like I'm on the top bunk and I'm like, am I going to fall out of my bed? Is that a possibility? So there's like all racks and there's like a curtain and everything. Yeah. You can sleep so, and have some privacy. Yeah. But, and the bed itself is comfortable. I like being on the top bunk. There's a little bit more room. I appreciate it. And it's like at eye level when I'm standing. So if I have to go into my stuff, I don't have to like dig for it. It's like right there. I like being on the top bunk. Um, however, with the movement, I'm just like not used to like, I'm like, I could fall out of this, right? Like hypothetically. But I guess someone said this and it was very intelligent. They're like, well, you don't fall out of your normal bed. So I don't think you're going to roll out of this one just because it's that's smaller. Fair. And I'm like, yeah. yeah. But your bedroom isn't moving. Yeah, I think that's the only thing is that if, if it's like a really sharp turn, like hypothetically, but I think... Is there like a lip at least? Like no. that would kind of stop you? No? No, there's not even a bar. It's just oh. like open. So I'm like, and I ask people, I'm like, has anyone ever fallen out of these? And they're like, nope. So I'm like, mm, okay. And I didn't, I slept. I like, can imagine on the highway, like when you're going straight, it's almost like, like you mentioned like that hum. Yeah. It's almost like, like, you know, when you put like a baby in like one of those chairs that vibrates yes. or whatever to calm them down. Exactly. Yeah, like I bet that's actually kind of nice. <laughs> it, I was talking to a castmate about this because we're both like adjacent top bunks. And I was like, did you love the fact that you all night you were just kind of like. Just a little swaying and a little buzzing. And I was Rocking like, I sleep. loved it. I was out. I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> I woke up a couple times. Anytime there was like any large movement. I like woke up. So like every like hour and a half, two hours, I'd be like, Ugh. But we only did it once, so I imagine I'll, I'll get used to it. And with some legal drugs. 
<laughs> you're going to get back home after this tour and you're going to need to like put your bed in like, um, like do one of those suspended beds that are almost like a hammock bed where it like rocks a little bit. I'm going to have to make my boyfriend just like shake the bed like very lightly and like make like <laughs> car noises or else I'll never nice. sleep. That's fantastic. Well, um, well, good. And and the show's going well. Everything's good. You you got to go on an opening night. I saw. Well, I'm on every night. So like, I have a role in the show. Um, but opening night, we did have during the dress rehearsal before opening that day, we had an injury in the cast. Um, you already had an injury. No yeah. Way. So that happened midway through the the dress rehearsal. Uh, the performer finished the run. And then we planned for swings to, to do their tracks um, for the night show. I ultimately had to do pretty much nothing. Um, we had to, our universal swing who doesn't tour with us was present. So she, Nikki, did a good majority of the work. I covered like one or two things. Um, and then Snoopy's understudy covered a ton of it. Um, and yeah, so our opening was, was a dress run. It was a, a swing run. And then the next show after that was like this very interesting stadium situation um it was like a stadium in casper wyoming that they clearly multi-purpose use it for everything um so that was interesting like it was a, a rodeo yeah they i mean like it, it's a platform that turns i'm sure they do sporting events there it was quite large but it was a stadium that we had to cut in half um it was smaller than what we're used to stage-wise so the second show we ended up having to make adjustments but finally, our third show yesterday in Colorado Springs was a massive stage. It was a normal proscenium stage. It was normal, and we had a very normal run. That will not be the case as we do the um, Paramount in Denver, which is a massive venue. Um, it's like a famous concert venue, but famously a very small stage. So it'll be another couple of funky shows where we have to make some adjustments. But it's, we're rolling. We're doing it. Stay tuned. Charlie Brown Christmas coming to a city near you. Probably. At this rate. Yeah. And literally, if you um, if you Google like Charlie Brown Christmas on tour, it's like the first link that comes up if anyone wants to go and catch Mike on tour. Um, while we're doing promotions, can I like plug something real quick? Oh, sure. it's something you've been working on lately? Yeah. Yeah. This is kind of cool. So we're closing off. Um, it, some of you might remember from last season, we had Scott Fowler from the Charlotte Observer come and talk about covering the Panthers and what it's like to cover a really shitty football team. Um, we're finishing off our second season of Sports Legends of the Carolinas with an episode that, oh, well, by the time it's released, I can actually go ahead and just say what it is. Our season finale um, has come out Wednesday. Um, Steve Spurrier it's the guest, which is super, super exciting for so many reasons. He's such coach. a legend. Both Carolinas he covers, essentially, with Duke and with USC. And so that's pretty cool. And check this shit out, boys. Whoa. Our book. Published. Whoa. We wrote a book. Um, Shut up. This is an advanced copy um, that Scott sent me. Sports Legends of the Carolinas, and uh, it's a bunch of beautiful photographs that our photographer-videographer Jeff Seiner took that you can't find online because there wasn't room in the digital space. They all have, all of the stories have QR codes to access the podcast, which is what I made. Whoa. And um, 
they're just full Q&A interviews with some interesting information. It smells really nice because it's a book. And um, and you can get a copy at sportslegendsbook.com. It's a really fun stocking stuffer if anyone listening is from the Carolinas or has sports fans in their life from the Carolinas. I don't think it's incredibly expensive. But it's it's just really cool. It's cool to like, like, again... I love like making podcasts, obviously, but what makes it really fun is to like have all these multimedia elements. And so we have like a digital, a print and a video element that go with this. And now we have this book, which is great. And this is, it doesn't say it, but I'm assuming this will be volume one um, of some of our favorite guests that we've interviewed, which include like Jake DeLome, Don Staley, Muggsy Bogues, Coach K, Steph Curry. I don't think Dell is in this is in volume one, but we did do Del Curry, just some really, really cool people. So yeah, that's exciting. It's cool. I'm very excited about it. It's this. cool to be able to have the visual that will follow along with the, the audio. Yeah. Yeah. Thing. Something to just kind of tie it all together. And it's a good way too. like, like the thing we do like a season in review episode at the end of every season. And we go back and we talk about some of our favorite moments from that season. And I love doing that episode because it's a good way to kind of get a taste of all of these interviews and you can go and decide which ones you're interested in. Cause some like Duke fans, Duke basketball fans aren't necessarily the same fans as like NASCAR fans. So but but if you hear like a clip of this Dale Earnhardt Jr. episode and you're like, shit, maybe that would be a fun listen um, when I'm traveling for the holidays in my car for however many hours um, or on a plane or whatever. Yeah, it's it's just fun. It's another way to do that. And so I just wanted to give a give a moment for that because I'm really proud of it and excited. About it looks it. amazing. Y'all can't see it, but kind of showing us. It looks really cool. Yeah, it's really pretty and it smells really nice. I love the smell of a new book. I love the smell of an old book, but I really love the smell of a new book. Well, I don't have anything to plug. <laughs> Catch Mike EC on ESPN Radio, everybody. Anyway, I think ESPN is actually debuting ESPN Bet, which is like our mm. betting site. Yeah, but there was I actually had like since the pandemic and every meet all these meetings have gone to Zoom. Like, what has been, like, your biggest fear? Because I think I had it happen. Well, almost had it happen. So we were supposed to have a meeting about it yesterday, and I was late. And so I grabbed my laptop, I logged on, and I, I had a movie going in my room. And then I was, like, doing the meeting, like, in, like, my little studio area. And I went into my – I had a, wanted to go into my room again. So I picked up my laptop, and I went into my room. And like, I hear like the meeting, like stop, and like everyone is like, "What's that?" And I'm like, "Oh no!" And and I see that I'm not muted, and I had a movie going, and all of a sudden, I get a couple texts from coworkers, "Mute your Zoom, you've got oh, porn no. going." Everyone claimed that they heard Asian porn going, oh, but dear. It was not Asian porn. In fact, it was. And I'll tell you what movie it was because, and, and I was like, "Yeah, I'll, I'll go with Asian porn." Because I had, I was watching Django Unchained. Have you guys seen that movie? The yes. Tarantino movie, and like every other word in that movie is like the N word. Wait, so, I also um, don't know why I said yes. I have not seen it, but I know what it is. Yes. Well, 
trust me, every other movie in that, every other word in that movie is the N-word. So, like, I was mortified that they heard that. So, for them to say, oh, it sounded like Asian porn, I just was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Asian porn. <laughs> I'd rather go with that than what was probably, yeah. So, yeah. that was scary. Oh, dear. Oh, mm-hmm. dear. Well, that's uh, that's post-pandemic work problems. But we had a lot of football this week. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and no just... sexy segue? I No, because I only want to talk about one game, and it was yesterday's. But I know there's more to talk about. Wait, yesterday was the Monday night game. Monday night football, yeah. Uh, we record this on Tuesdays. Sorry, everybody. That ending was just something. But I don't know if we want to start there or if we want to talk about the rest of the week first. We can go <laughs> because backwards. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what to make of that game. I watched pretty much all of it. And I don't know if the Bills are getting are just crappy now or if the Broncos are better now or a combination of both. I but Russ was cooking a little. What's what's embarrassing is that like I've started betting a little bit more the past few weeks because I feel like I understand a little bit more what's going on. And somehow in our game, I'm flopping entirely. But betting and in the pool league I'm in with Kata, I'm doing well. <laughs> um, and I, know I picked, you won last week, or no, second place last week. But and I picked the Broncos um, against the spread this week because I didn't think the Bills would even come close to covering. Um, and I had doubts about them winning. Yeah, what was the spread? Six. It was six and a half, right? Yeah, I didn't. I, I thought the Broncos would keep it close. Oh, I thought it was more significant. I I messed that up. But, yeah, but it was one yeah. of the biggest spreads of the week. I think it was a game that we couldn't even pick. I didn't even really think, I mean, I absolutely thought the Bills would cover. Um, I certainly, like, again, the Bills have been remarkably inconsistent this year, but the, you know, in a much lesser way, so of the Broncos. And so I just kind of thought it was a no-brainer. And lo and behold, and those those last two minutes were just like, and, oh my god some, that was garbage time football like at its finest. i was so pissed about a couple of things i'll tell you what i was pissed about i mean but the biggest thing i was pissed about was um all right so so buffalo went well all right so they so they were setting up for like the game winning field goal denver no I mean, yes denver was you know, they were like in field goal range and they were basically just like downing the ball, just like to bring the clock down. The way they did it, instead of, I mean, they could have kicked it on third down, taking their time, but the way they did it instead was they snapped, they, they snapped the ball on third down with no timeouts left and downed it. So the clock was running. So the entire field goal team had to literally sprint onto the field. I thought it was just completely stupid to do it that way. I mean, they should have just I thought it was it. clever. I, I thought it was really clever. Clever, right. Not sneaking on anyone. I mean, I think that was, and sure enough, the guy didn't miss it. If it wasn't for Buffalo's idiotic 12 men on the field, yeah, they, you know, it would have bit them in the ass. I think they should have just, I mean, there was 24 seconds left, and Buffalo had no timeouts left. Just give them the 24 seconds and take your time and kick the field goal. I don't know. That pissed me off. But there were so many things. I mean, like, literally, I felt Buffalo did, like, everything to hand that win over to Denver. Yeah, they couldn't have played worse. <laughs> I, I, I will not totally agree that it was like the Bills lost versus the um, the Broncos 
won because the Broncos also tried to give the game back multiple times. Multiple yeah, times. Well. Like, I mean, I if was the Bills lucky. had scored on that last drive. Yeah. We were driving from Colorado Springs to Denver while we were watching this game. Um, oh so it was hysterical. We wish we were there earlier. We would have gone, honestly, because it was in Denver. But I mean, I really wanted Denver to win. So I was like, let's go. I was so excited. You be in Denver and you thought there'd be like big parties. No, I just like I, I, I mean, know. Denver's got to be feeling. I mean, that is what three, four in a row for them. Four wins in a row, right? I I mean, like I bet on the Broncos, so I wanted money. Um, right. And I don't know. I just like believed that the Broncos defense was going to fuck with the Bills just enough. And then, the, you know, it's a primetime game and things get twisty in primetime games. And I just for once had a proper gut feeling. I sent a video to Mike Rose. Um, Mikey C, did you see the stupid video that Russ made with the faith family and football situation? I don't think so. I'll have to send it to you. It's like a really dumb video and it was really, really funny before the game and now it's not so funny because maybe maybe we shouldn't be making fun of us it's it's Wait, just... and not the one where he's like the things that aren't important to him face. yeah that's like, it yeah. Uh, yeah i've seen that he made that a while ago oh what oh is it older i it just yeah. came across for me yes it must have been right yeah no i saw it popping up again though but yeah. that's just i mean that gets back to my so everything I've told you how I felt about Russ when we when I started doing this podcast with you like years ago that I think he's just a little bit weird. <laughs> he is a little bit weird. He's a little bit weird. I think um I've also <laughs> this is terrible. So I put my Christmas tree up this weekend. Um I recognize that it's a little early. I have this conference that I'm a part of all week this week and then next week I'm out of town and I wanted it up for when I get back. And um in the spirit of getting into the spirit, I've been watching a lot of um, a show that a friend introduced me to called Holiday Baking Championship. Has has anyone seen this show on the Food Network? No, I think, think I haven't watched it, but it's a strange show for me to be watching because I don't have a sweet tooth, so like nothing looks good to me. It's just I like the drama, I think, and Jesse Palmer hosts it, and so that brings me back to my point. I think. I could see Russell Wilson like making his social media play to start hosting like holiday banking championship. And I can see him doing stuff like that. Yeah. Or like stuff on the Hallmark channel. That's maybe a little bit more Christian oriented, but yeah, uh, that's, that's, I think what he's doing with his social media on the football field though. We were all like, this man is Don and, um, and he's just signing a paycheck. I think that's the conclusion that we kind of came to, several weeks ago or when we saw that he was signing to the Broncos at least. And now I'm just, I think we were all wrong about him and I'm, I'm very confused about him right now. I've always thought he was hot. Now just wait. I've always thought he was hot. Oh, well, obviously. Yes. And, and he remains one of the hottest quarterbacks in the NFL for sure. Yeah. So what, what are we talking about? Just like, like, was he like, is he out here? Is he actually out here trying to play good football? Because that was that was the question that I think we had going into the season was like, does he still really kind of like, does he give a shit or is he collecting a paycheck? What, what, what was the last time y'all watched like a Russell Wilson press conference? Well, that's a good question. It's been a while. It's been a long time for me. I haven't watched Russell Wilson at the podium and maybe this Only because season. I would actively turn away from it if like I was if it came across my TV. 
<laughs> and you're at ESPN, so you have way more exposure to it. I haven't seen it all season. So you're thinking that, are you trying to say that he's trying to concentrate on football? And Maybe. I mean, like, the media just doesn't, the sports media doesn't seem to be centering Russell Wilson as much, possibly. And I'm not sure if that's a, a byproduct of Russell Wilson just not putting himself in the center of a lot of hoopla conversation or I feel like you haven't heard many of like the, you know, how like you you haven't heard about him exercising on the team, playing that shit and stuff like that stuff. If that's what you mean, like, yeah, he's been kind of quiet recently. Yeah. I mean, I can't say that I've listened to, I can't say that I've listened to him at all. And like hearing you know, you get all of these other sound bites from quarterbacks. Oh, we're just trying to win football games and blah, 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 and all this shit. I did. I mean, I I heard him a little bit in the post game. And he seemed very confident for us. I don't know. I don't know. And then you're looking at the whole playoff picture in the AFC. Like they're putting up like, you know, who the division leaders are, who's in the hunt and who's kind of got the wild card locked down. And I'm just, like, the AFC is very confusing to me right now as a whole, too. I mean, I would, if Russell Wilson just coming back and just being really good would be really funny. It would be silly. Quirky. Cute. The gays would love it. That AFC West is a mess. You got Kansas City 7-2. and two, And then second place is the Raiders at 5-5. Five and five. Then the Chargers and Broncos are 4-5. and five. What a mess. Well, what else did we like? Did you guys like my 49ers coming off the bye and getting things back on track? They look great. Yeah. I pick, I picked the Jags um, as my like quirky pick last week, and that just was silly. The Jags were not going into it, and San Francisco looked good. Yeah, Trevor Lawrence is a weird quarterback in this league right now. Like, I just, you never see him being the defining factor of a game. Well, I've said it, I think, to you guys before. I feel like when I watch him play, he will make the most amazing throw that I'm like, wow, not many people can make that throw. And then the very next play, he'll make the most idiotic, horrible throw that you've ever seen. I have a question, and this is going to be kind of rude. Rude, boy. Is it possible that Trevor Lawrence is just like kind of himbo dumb? You know what I mean? He does look like Cro-Magnum Man a little bit. Like, is it possible he's just kind of like, like elevator music? But I mean, he was never, I mean, he was never portrayed, or he's never been like portrayed that way. He was like the, like, I feel like body type and, you know, he had like everything that was like stereotypical quarterback coming up through college, you know, did everything right. And no one's ever reported him not being football savvy, but there's something missing with trevor lawrence mentally that i think i think most quarterbacks in this league like have a sense of initiative and intention and like when they make choices not physically but mentally like are playing the the game like the chess version of football are very intentional and very often i say offensive not literally but just like they don't take a a step back like good quarterbacks will like go after it make calls be intentional be specific and have a point of view and really go go for it and I, yeah, I just like don't see that with Trevor Lawrence playing football. I just think Trevor Lawrence is like the ball is gonna, I guess, go over there. 
maybe over there? And I guess here. <laughs> like, there's a big question mark between, between every throw that happens with Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, like, is anyone even calling it the place, you know? Yeah, it's like backyard yeah. football where everyone just starts running. He goes, um, over there. Sure. Sure. <laughs> and I also have to say, I don't think he understands football. I'm not trying to say that. I'm sure he does. But um, it just doesn't look like you watch Mahomes or Hertz or Brock Purdy or these people that, like, obviously make very intentional choices as quarterbacks. And you can watch it happen. So that whether it's right or wrong, there's, like, an intention there. And I just never see Trevor Lawrence being like, I have an idea. You don't see the light bulb with Trevor Lawrence. It's just kind of like... Well, you do, but you see it on the field. You, you know, like... Do you? That's the thing. That's my I point. Mean, is when you watch him play, I, yeah, like... I guess it's. I, I guess not. But it's not as like enthused as like the. Yeah, when you see the light bulb go ding, like. Yeah, like it's just not like. Yeah. He just doesn't get too hot, and I guess, he, like his, you know, they say quarterbacks get too hot or too cold. I can see Trevor Lawrence getting really, really cold, and the warmest he gets is a sensible sixty-five. Well, you picked the the Jags as an underdog last week, so I can imagine, yeah, you you were not thrilled about the results of this game. I'm mad. Yeah. I'm mad. I, I got all three wrong last week. Yeah. All yeah, of them. Do. Uh, I, I didn't do so hot. Mikey did great. Mikey, you got all of them. As oh, usual. Hi. Well, I don't think Mikey's gotten all three right since... No, but he continues to build on his lead, which is very frustrating. Well, then I'll lose it come to playoffs again. I think we have to remind ourselves, Mikey would be in the uh, the first no matter what. The six points that Mike Brown got Mikey is alive and well. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's true, too. <laughs> Every week he listens to this podcast and he's like, he's like, should I should ask me? Should ask me? Mm-hmm. So uh, for a reminder, everyone kind of picked the Ravens who lost. Although I thought that was a fair pick, but they lost that in, a, was, in a close I game mean, with yeah, the Browns. The Browns, I'm telling. I think I've been telling you guys. I think the Browns are good. Their defense is good, and if like they just had a quarterback, and Deshaun, I guess, played a lot better in that game. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think. I, I think, think the Browns, Browns are, good. are above 500 team right now. They're performing as such. I think they're finding something that's working for them. Yeah, and I'll remind everyone that I made that pick of the Ravens because we were so hot on them last week. Yeah, the Ravens were bad. like pick i mean the ravens were slated to win per vegas yeah, it was just a bad week to pick the ravens i think but but you picked the 49ers yeah, the ravens were good though i mean everyone's saying the ravens were the best team in the afc last week that's why it's such a week-to-week yep. league i mean yeah caught up picked the 49ers too and they rolled the jags you picked the commanders as your underdog and underdogs lose and they did i picked the saints who lost the falcons who lost and the jags who lost um yeah, it was not your week no 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 the falcons almost Granted, won. i mean I mean, well, the Cardinals got Kyler Murray back. I, you didn't even know. That, I, I didn't know Kyler Murray was going to be back. Not that I think it would have made a huge bit of difference. I would have probably picked the Falcons too still. Yeah, I, I would assume the Falcons would have won no matter what. Um, yeah. And then Mikey picked yeah. the Colts, the Lions, and the Steelers, um, all as not underdogs. They were all slated to win, and they did. Yeah, I did all favorites. but It's probably best for you considering the current score is Mikey at 14, Kata at negative one, and me at two. <laughs> so... You might just yeah, be best be to risky. safe. You can just hang out up there. Yeah, yeah. You're you're gonna be hanging for a minute, <laughs> dancing on your own, as Robin would say. Can we also take a minute, real quick, as we as we look back on the games of the week? One, I I, I want to talk about the Jets. Oh, sure. 
Yeah, sorry. I just, so, you know, obviously the big conversation that's happening is that Aaron Rodgers said at the game, because he was at the game, obviously, um, that he was hoping to be back by like mid-December. And that's been kind of a huge conversation. My question is, to continue on that conversation that everyone else is already having, first of all, is that bullshit? And second, do we want him to push it? Because like Zach Wilson, like, doesn't look bad. What do you mean Zach Wilson doesn't look bad? Like he's he's making some really like jazzy throws out there. Out of how many horrible ones? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I guess that's I mean, fair. I just two hundred sixty yards, but how do you not? I mean, they. I just don't think he's doing as horribly as everyone anticipated, and maybe so. Maybe I'm just like projecting like he's doing better than he actually is. But I think the defense looks amazing. They didn't score a touchdown. Zach Wilson scores goals. basically no touchdowns ever. I mean, I just, I guess what I'm saying is like, do we no, want to rush fact, Aaron yeah. Rodgers back? Yes. Garrett Wilson was crying yeah. after the game that he wanted somebody who could throw him the ball. So, yeah, you know, it's getting bad, Kata. Yeah, right. I don't know about this. But, I mean, not saying it's getting, but, but I mean, but you're right about, because I thought going into that, in fact, I watched that game thinking the Jets were going to be inspired because they had to win that game to make it worth it for Aaron Rodgers to come back. And they lost. I, I just, like, I saw, I didn't hate everything that I saw. I mean, I mean sure, I, but I, I hated 95% of what I saw. Okay. <laughs> fine, fine. Um, I will. Brees Hall's continued to be a great fantasy player for me. Yes, sure. There you go. I, I have, I have loved uh, watching, watching little boy Brees do his damn thing. I did well in fantasy this week. Did I you? I won again. Well, good. Thanks. Good. So I lost our game. No, I win. I other won games. in three of of the four leagues I'm playing, and I continued. Uh, by the way, in case people are curious about updates on my Cinderella story, I continue to expand my league in um, my Fordham league. I'm the only now seven and three team in that league, which has all but locked me down. Okay. So the way the championship or the, the um, playoff bracket works is first place gets a buy for the first week. So I only have to play in one, one playoff game before the championship. And I've all but locked that. I'm pretty stoked. Cut us back out of the relegated league. I know. I'm so oh, you can come back in this during the season? No, no. I mean, I so I was relegated, but then someone dropped out. And so they moved me back into the oh. normal league. And um and now I'm winning that league. So mm-hmm. uh it really is a Cinderella story. It's it's rags to riches over here, and I'm beaming. You can, I'm sure you guys can hear it in my voice. I'm just, I'm beaming. Just to finish your question, though, the Jets, they have the Bills next, and then the Dolphins, and then it's December. So, I mean, I don't imagine they're going to win those two games. So, I don't think it's going to no, be worth it neither. for Aaron Rodgers to come back. Yeah, I don't think it's worth it for him to come back, but game. not for the reasons Kata said. Kata's like, well, do we want them back because Zach Wilson's good? I couldn't disagree more. Uh, I think Zach Wilson is bad bad all right that's um, a bad take on my part i'll, I'll take that 
Um, well, is it worth it to like get him some rep? I mean, well, no, I mean, uh, for team, he, for morale, Aaron Rodgers does not need reps. Yeah, no, good point. <laughs> but the team needs morale. It might not be the worst idea of being like, hey, it's not going to happen this year. But look who we could be. Prove to free agents in the offseason, hey, this is who this we could be. This could be the team to come to. Yeah, like give them like How a, long is Aaron Rodgers' like, contract for? I think it was two one year. Was it is it a, a, is yeah. it a two-year deal? It was short. But it was two. Let's find out. Because that's another thing. Like, you know, obvi- I mean, I knew it wasn't a one-year deal, but, you know. I'm pretty sure it's two because it was based on, like, the draft picks that Green Bay got if he played a second year with them. Meaning, like, if, if he, like, played one year and retired. Right. Then the Jets Which would I don't get think to he's keep, do like, now. a draft I don't... pick. I don't think retirement yeah, is on the table like for this. him anymore. It looks like he no. has one more year on his contract. Yeah. Okay. That was traded yeah. from Green Bay. I think Thank him you. retiring at this point is off the table. I don't think that's gonna. No, happen. no. I think that would. I, I think he's too too prideful for that. Yeah, he wants. He made this whole hullabaloo about the Jets being his team and blah blah blah. I don't think I've ever used that word hullabaloo. Hullabaloo. Um, wow. But but he really like claimed the Jets and and put a stake in that and then I don't think he's been able to see that through. So well, um, what else was surprising from this week? Um, well, the Giants. Oh were uh, Giants. It surprised me how bad the Giants are. It was just. It shouldn't be a. And I don't know. It shouldn't point. surprise you. Yeah, it shouldn't surprise you at this point. But... When's the last time you saw an NFL team get rolled this bad this many times in a season? And I mean that question legitimately. I don't think I ever have. Like even like no. them shitty teams, like they've, they're, they they compete the sometimes. Competitive. Yeah, like the Jets are a shitty team right now, kind of, but they do fuck around. Right. Yeah. The Giants. I mean, how do you give up? The Cardinals last year, maybe. No. No, all right. Like, the, like the Panthers this year and the Bears are the Lions a couple years ago. When the, that's what I was saying. They, like when the Lions were like going whatever, but I still think even them. No, like I mean, you I don't think the Panthers, I've ever seen a team as bad as these Giants. Think about the Panthers and the Bears this year. Like they're bad, but they're still competing in some games. They're within seven to fourteen points usually. Like it's not like a runaway. Like the Giants are losing mm. by twenty, thirty plus points multiple times. <laughs> It's 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 bad out there. It's really bad. Um, I like it's so bad that like come off season, I don't know where they're going to begin. And and on top of it, like I am like, okay. so you think about off season and like where you begin and, you know, you've got Black Monday and whatever. I I don't think getting rid of your coach is the answer. Maybe rebuilding some of the coaching staff, but I don't think getting rid of Dable is necessarily the answer. They just, they lack depth in every single skill position, which is how they ended up here. I mean, I don't don't even, there weren't even that many injuries or anything. It's just like their starters are not good and their backups are even worse. But is Dable providing anything of substance? I just really like him. That's the only reason. I just, I look at him and I just, I want him to adopt. I feel like at the end of like last year, like I felt he gave the Giants like some hope, and that's why I think like there was there was good expectations going into this year for the Giants, and it's just been garbage. It, well, it's um, 
there are good expectations every year for the Giants, and it's always garbage. But well, they were on an upward trend for a little bit there. I don't know. It's just it's it's incredibly upsetting. I our our buddy Andrew posted on his Instagram story on Sunday, and he was like, "Pain, like here I am getting ready to sit down and relax and have some more pain." And I'm like, "You don't know what pain is." Yeah, he's a Patriots he's fan. A Patriots fan. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Speaking of city teams that are good, what do we have to say about the Texans? I think the Texans are are solid, and they currently are contending to be in the playoffs. Yeah, CJ Stroud is like not a joke. Yeah, apparently, I picked I mean, him up. I had a buy this week, and I picked him up, and I was real glad I did that shit. I think right oh, now yeah? the conversation about Stroud is like, okay, he proved his rookie year. Now it's just a consistency game. Like lots of people have good rookie years, and then. Flounder, aka Mac Jones, remember? Mm, yeah. Um, so like we just have to see, but like the Texans are fun to watch. I love watching yeah. the Texans. Yeah. Yeah. Well, all right. Let's play Should the game. Should we talk about this coming week a little bit? Let's do it. Let's use let's use office football pool as our I agree. Um, yeah, we've got some pretty definitive spread point spreads here. It looks like this week we cannot select the Niners who are favored by 11 and a half against Tampa Bay and we also cannot select the Dolphins who are favored by 11 and a half against Vegas. There are some there's some interesting games this week. Is there anything that anyone's particularly excited about or should we talk about it as we make our picks? I am just going to have to start doing almost exclusive underdogs to even possibly contend in this game anymore. <laughs> that's that's bold of you. I mean, what, am I just going to hang around between one and five for the rest of the season and hope Mikey, like, flounders a couple times? It's not going to happen. So I've got to, you know, got to get that Mike Brown magic. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Yeah, you want Mike Brown to make picks for you? Yeah, truly. I should text him. Uh, he's out with the dog right now, um, or I guarantee you he would be right here. Uh so it's only us. those two teams that we can't pick. We're not doing three teams. Yeah, those only two are those fine. two. Yeah. So the order is Kata, then me, then Mikey. So let's just get to it, and we'll talk about it as we go. Kata, are you going to go uh, some an obvious route, or are you going to try and get an underdog? Yeah, I don't really know what my strategy is right now. It's it's very frustrating. I think I'm going to have to. I I might take the opposite strategy as you and go with some sure things here. And that means that I think I'm going to begin by selecting the Dallas Cowboys against Carolina. Now, Carolina, like Bryce Young's been, he's just not ready to win. Um, in the immortal words of, of my columnist friend down there, Scott Fowler. Um, but I, you know, the last couple of weeks haven't been as bad as they could have been. That said, there is, there is no hope for, for them against the Cowboys. So I'm going to go with the Cowboys. If I went first, uh, despite what I just said about my strategy, I would have picked the Cowboys because it's like almost a free point. I'm going to yeah. assume the Lions are also a free point and take them, despite the fact that me being like, I'm going to take all underdogs. Well, that I think that's fair. Seems like a free point. So let's just take it for what it is. The Lions so is that what you guys are taking? Yep. yep. I'll say so I'm it, taking Dallas. It's hedging my bets a little. Carolina. Mike is taking Detroit against Chicago. It is hedging my bets a little bit because if Detroit loses and the Eagles manage to beat Kansas City, then that's a bigger separation between the Eagles and the Lions, which would be helpful. But yeah, that's it. All right, well, I'm going to take 
the Texans that we talked about being so good. Nice. Yeah. You're playing the Cardinals. Yeah. The Cardinals. Cardinals. Car. We love it. Um. Yeah, I think that's actually a really that's a really good pick. Very cool. I never know which football game I'm going to get on tour. This is something we never talked about. Like, I turn on the TV and like I got the 49ers game in Colorado. I never know which game I'm going to get at home. I got the 49ers game, which I was happy about, but I didn't think it made much sense. Why did I get the 49ers game? I was in like Casper, Wyoming. That's got to be fun, though. Yeah, I get I get whatever, but I think they must do it like that. They say, "All right, this is like the game of the week." And as long as there's no local team playing at that time, this is the game that everyone's getting. I yeah, wonder if maybe. that's how they do it. So I don't know what games I'll watch, but I really want to be able to watch a Texans game live. Yeah. What do you do? You have like a pass mic or like, or are you just like, like how are you? Cause you watch a lot on your phone, right? Me? No, we have cable on the bus. Oh, well that's nice. Yeah. So we, um, we have like two living lounges. And then uh, a handful of TVs that will put the game. This bus on. sounds huge. It sounds like I could live on this bus. Shit. I like it. It's got like a little, a little kitchenette. It's got like a few couches. It's got a couple TVs. I love it. All right. Well, um, keeping with the spirit of the conversation earlier, um, I'm going to go ahead and take Cleveland. Cleveland is playing Pittsburgh this week. They're favored currently by four and a half points, according to the office football pool. And, uh, sure, I'll take Cleveland. So, yep. I want the Steelers to win, but I think the Browns are starting to look like something relevant, so. I mean, yeah, I, I, let's, let's let them ride the train for a minute. Now that I've picked them, of course, they're going to lose, so. Sorry, Browns. So, this is where my journey as taking risks begins. In office pool, office football pool, they have the Rams at point five, plus 0.5 to the Seattle at negative 0.5. Minus 0.5, if you will. Oh, uh, so it's a pick'em game. And uh, I think Stafford's coming back this week. Mm. So a part of me wants to just like go for it and take the Rams because every time I watch the Seahawks, I'm not particularly excited. But with Stafford in with the Rams, I've, saw, I've seen the Rams like throw hands with some pretty good teams. I so think I, that's a, a good pick, honestly. So I'm going to do it. I might. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it. I kind of feel like I need to. There are other, there's actually a handful of underdog teams I would take this week. But that one just feels like I should just take it now while it's there. Yeah, and it is currently an yeah. underdog. So. Wallet. so I'll take the Rams beating Seattle and underdogs. Mikey. 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 He's not frozen. He's just not responding. I'm here. I'm here. Okay. You, do you want to speak on it? Like speak to the people? Yeah. No, I'm. Just... There are a lot of really good games to choose from this week. This is like, this All is right. actually getting hard. Commanders. I'll take the commanders against the. God awful giants. Okay. I like that pick um, because that makes my life easier. Because if I had picked the commanders, the giants would actually come and, and mm -hmm. win this week. So, so um, but I, I had been considering that as well. But I'm glad that you did it so that I don't have to. 
Okay. That said, um, ooh, so I'm a little, I'm a little stuck here. Um, Buffalo's due for a win. They're playing the Jets this week, four twenty-five on CBS. Uh, favored currently by six and a half. I also, I I'm inclined to give Baltimore another go because I don't know what the hell happened with Cincinnati this week. I, yeah, I know. I was almost gonna take. Yeah, that was one I was really looking at. What did happen to Cincinnati this week? Anyone know? I mean, I Look, think I I I don't think there's a logical explanation for for what went they, down there. I believe they could have won, and and I forget who it was T Higgins. I believe like dropped like it was a, close a wide game. open touchdown. I don't think the Bengals played terribly. The Texans no, they lost thirty to twenty seven to the Texans. Joe Burrow looked like he played well. Three hundred forty seven yards passing. Two touchdowns and two interceptions. I don't know. I I'm I'm not I'm not I'm not sold. I can totally see you taking the Ravens, but I could totally see uh I like I if you were to be like I'm taking the Ravens, I could be like that's a good pick. And if you took the Bengals, I could be like that's a good pick. Yeah. And but then again, I want to throw the Bills in the mix too. Like I just don't even know what the safest pick is anymore. And I like I don't know. I I just don't know. I know I know I wouldn't take the Jets out of those four teams these these two matchups that we're discussing. But do I like I I do want to play it safe and so I guess the answer is Buffalo. I guess I have to take Buffalo against the Jets because I just don't this Thursday game I think is going to be really really good and yeah. I think I that's don't, a safer pick, Kata. Yeah, I I just don't know who's going to come out on top. I really wanted to pick one of those, but I just, I don't feel comfortable. I'm playing it safe. We're, we're going to take the bills. So I feel like I'm in a dilemma because I'm definitely going underdog. And I have a list between the following. It's either the Vikings, Cincinnati, or the Eagles are like the ones where I'm like, any of those could flip. That's another, the Monday night game, Philadelphia, Kansas City is going to be a really fun game. They made the betting line against what essentially the the differential in the Super Bowl was, which was a field goal. And so they're assuming... I'll spice it up for you. Out of those three teams, I will take one of them that you don't. Okay. I... Wow. Two of the three primetime games. Yeah, really good games this week. Holy crap. I'm thinking... I don't necessarily want to touch the Eagles Kansas City game because I don't think there's a lot of sure thing there. I think it is mean that Vegas assumes that Kansas City is going to win again by a field goal. That's essentially what they're saying by giving Kansas City like a two and a half. I think that's bullying. Mean for who? Mean for Kansas City? Well, it's mean against the Eagles. <laughs> to be like, you're going to lose again by the same amount. Um, yeah. Cincinnati would be the like. You know, Cincinnati just lost. I think they have something to prove. Cincinnati always does better after the first fucking month of their season. They always end up going for it. But Minnesota has a better record than Denver. Prime time. We Dobbs has been like fun. And I just think the Vikings are the more fun option. And 
in the spirit of fun, I'm going to take the more fun option with the Vikings. Hmm. All right. I think that's a... I think everyone hates the pick and they're not saying it. No, I, I mean, <laughs> again, I think this is the more stressful of the three primetime games or the, actually, the least stressful of the three primetime games. But I, yeah, I don't like that pick at all, actually. I'll go ahead and say it. I don't like it. I love but that pick. I think know. Josh Dobbs, I mean, Josh Dobbs is a great last week after literally getting on the bus, getting off the bus and not even knowing the team. And so now that he's got some time with him, maybe. But the Broncos have also beaten the Bills and the Chiefs in the last three games. I think I just don't believe in this. I'm going to get, you know, I could get squashed. You don't believe in Russ? I don't believe in the Broncos yet. I don't think it's earned. I don't believe in either of these teams at all, period. I, I think this is a ridiculous pick, and I will go to my grave on that. Wow. Yes, we'll see. I mean, I, I picked the Jags right. last week, so my, my underdog picks are not necessarily I'll, I'll be great. ready to roast you next week. Yeah, that's fair. All right, well, I said I would take, I guess, either the Eagles or the Bengals. I feel like the and... Bengals are the obvious next choice, no? Yeah, or... I think I'll go Bengals. <laughs> all right. That's a. We got some fun prime time games to I mean, watch. Yeah. If you keep on your current train, you could be looking at some some points this week, Mikey. So good for you. Come on, ride the train. It's ride a, it. It's gonna be yeah. It'll be a fun week of football this week. I'm looking forward to it, and and then next week all of the holiday. Next week we'll do a fun. Mikey oh, and I will we get got out of it again. You were well, supposed no, to we'll, talk about. We will. We will discuss it next week. We will. Right. We will. Discuss we are starting with that next week. We're gonna try to drop our episode um, on Wednesday next week instead of Thursday, y'all. Um, just depending because we want to make sure that you guys have something to listen to in your cars on your way to your family gatherings. But, Here's a uh, team. It'll... One of us is a huge Thanksgiving Grinch. Let you guys. That's not true. I am not a Thanksgiving <laughs> Grinch. I just think the food is trash, but we will get into it next week. I promise. And talk about, you know, as we get into the holidays, all that comes with that. Mike will be on the road. I'm excited to hear Mike's perspective too. Like how, how you celebrate holidays on tour and how you, I know this, I actually, is this because you've done tours over the summer before. Is this your first holiday season on tour? No, no, this is my second tour over the holidays. Oh, okay. Well, I'm I'm excited to kind of hear that perspective too. Like, you know, that home away from how you create a home away from home during a time when everyone's at home. And I think that'll be really fun. So that's something to look forward to. And um and otherwise, that's kind of till next week. What we're doing, yeah. Till next week, everybody. Hope everyone has a great week. And we will talk soon. Bye guys. Bye. Bye.